Hi, folks. Before we start the podcast, which is really another important listen, um, you may recall we spoke to Kira back in November, uh, a disabled person who was sleeping in her car. Um, this is the follow-up and the situation uh, for her, and you will get a flavor of how difficult the bureaucracy is when it comes to navigating homeless services and, and their housing system. Um, I'm asking you to please consider supporting this podcast project. The Tortoise Shack relies on listeners. It's no ads, no sponsors. Uh, we remain independent. And the reason we want to remain independent is because we can do situations like these, co- cover stories like these and not have to pull punches. Um, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash Tortoise Shack and join us for the price of a fancy cup of coffee once a month. There's a, and there's loads extras. First of all, you don't have to hear these. Um, me asking you for the support because the feed goes there, goes out there as they're done without any of these inserts. And there's over 800 exclusive podcasts, uh, one consolidated feed, including blogs and videos and some photo stuff. And but look. Either if, even if that wasn't the case, these podcasts that grow for free, um, they have a value and would be really, really helpful if uh, a few of you would just stick your hands in your pocket and throw a bit of support behind it because the project takes time, effort, money, uh, and needs to be kept going. I believe it's important. Patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack, uh, and I'll let you go listen to the update, Kira's update, still homeless and feeling invisible. Thank you. Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn. Excuse me, Rory Hearn, something caught in my throat. Um, Delighted to be joined back on the podcast today by Kira, who will, many of the uh, listeners, regular listeners will remember Kira. Um, when we spoke to her before, um, a really heartbreaking, harrowing story um, of, yeah, I suppose just housing exclusion, um, failure by the state, and really underlying why we need a human right to housing. Uh, Kira, it's great to have you back on Reboot Republic to talk to you again. Um, much. No, you, you. A lot of people were really struck by. Your story, I know it was raised in the doll um, as well. Um, how have you been? How are you now? Um, to be honest, I, I really have deteriorated a lot since speaking to you in, uh, in, in health-wise, very much so. And there hasn't been any change. Other than I, I have been lucky enough, I am staying with friends a little bit more regularly, but I'm still very much so dependent on them completely for housing um, or any type of needs to be met like showers and privacy and stuff you know that I'm in a safe space instead of being in the car and stuff like that you know so there has not been any kind of correspondence as as such with um, emergency accommodation but I was offered a two-bedroom placement for an apartment that I had taught initially was purposely with my occupational therapy report done in mind or you know offered to me with that in mind um but unfortunately it's it looks like it's 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 you know not probably going to be up to my medical needs or disability um 
access needs, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a really difficult one because many people hear this and they go, oh, well, someone was offered a house and, you know, why didn't they, they take it? And, and the point in this is that, you know, you can be offered somewhere. And as you say, if it's not accessible, if it's actually not appropriate for your needs, then you're just left in a situation of not being able to live properly in that home. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks absolutely amazing on paper. And I was over the moon when I got the news. But, um, you know, reality was very much very quick to slap me in the face after that. And that's this is the reality of people with medical needs or needing adaptions and stuff like that or disabilities for access needs. You know, it's this is what it is. Yeah, I, it's a number of months since I've spoken to you. And, um, you know, you said you've you've stayed with friends since then, you know, on and off. And, and you know, um, your health has deteriorated. You know, how has it been in that time? How do you get through day to day? Um, you know, just we hope that there's going to be a solution at the end of it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, that hopefully there will be a better kind of setup for people that, you know, have special requirements, um, you know, even in terms of applications for, you know, medical priority or stuff like that. You know, I was in a position where I was unable, I was telling them for nearly a year that I would need this help because, you know, I have special requirements, but I was unable to access that for, I think it was four weeks until the date I was due to be homeless that they have a rule in place that you're not allowed to be helped until that date. Um, and then something, I think it's called place finders, were going to be able to help me. But unfortunately, um, I had other requirements that I already have a disadvantage, uh, you know, a time frame disadvantage, you know, that I told them that I was going to be needing kind of emergency help and it would prevent me from becoming homeless. But you know, I wasn't able to access extra help or support until that time frame. Yeah, it's it, it's it's really not. You know, it makes no sense that you know. And I've heard this before: people saying, you know, I could see, you know, me at a point in, let's say, six months' time, an eviction notice has been served, or you know, in in situations where family needs are changing, and you know, you know, my housing need is going to change, and you know, I need somewhere in two months time three months time and say no you know as you say yourself it's until at, you're at the point of becoming homeless that then they intervene yeah absolutely um so it's, it's just it's, it's really important that there is you know a wraparound support system for people that have those extra needs um and, and more so in a preventative measure as well from becoming homeless or becoming um to the point that it's effect, seriously affecting health, you know. And yeah. I, in a sense, I'm being very much so supported by uh, pro bono, um, you know, help from a particular law firm that's, uh, that's been incredible. And, um, you know, I'm, I've, I think I mentioned on the podcast the last time that I had started to attend PA The House. And they have been, you know, an absolute, like, they're, they've been superstars to me the whole way through yeah. and with the support that I have now uh, I, I do believe that, that that you know it's I don't know what would have happened had I not had at least that support yeah. you know so it's, yeah. it's been tough you know it really has been tough 
Yeah. I, I, like, again, I can only imagine, and I know, you know, listeners would be very, very concerned and, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, to hear that you're getting that support and it's, again, it, to me, you know, what, what's, what strikes me is like that someone, you know, who has, you know, you know, a disabled person who has medical needs, you know, clearly needs support is in a situation where you have to go, you know, to a solicitor firm, you have to try and, you know, go public, you have to speak out to try and get your needs met. It's just wrong, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it just highlights the fact that, you know, I felt invisible through this whole process. I felt like I was lost in a system that there was no place for people with medical needs and or disabilities. Um, you know, they have nice things written on paper, but no follow through. And yeah. um yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's inhumane to be honest. That's how I feel. And anyway, yeah. um, because you know, this day and age it just should not be happening. And you know, there even the thoughts of how much emergency accommodation to date would have cost them for me alone is nonsensical. Like it really is absolutely nonsensical. And you know, I even certain supports like having OTs or disability access officers or disability or medical needs officers to be kind of a liaison for that person needing help. And, you know, there's just so many things that could be done that are that would make a, a huge difference and wouldn't be re- and would be very cost effective as well for the council in the long term. Um, it's just it's crazy to think that, you know, there's we're still in the position today yeah. you know many people are in the same position yeah it really does highlight and i know it's it's why you know you want to speak out about this it's not just your own situation it's that issue of you know accessible housing and the lack of accessible housing that's available yeah yeah and you know again like the, the type of housing is very important and very you know does not very many of say bungalows anymore there's not many ground floor apartments anymore do you know that way like yeah you know for the amount of people that need housing and and have needs for adaptions and stuff sometimes apartments that haven't been specifically designed for those people in mind it's very hard to have adaptions done on ground floor apartment levels you know um that are you know of big kind of capacities and stuff um it's just it's I don't know what the what's going to happen, but or the solution to be honest. But I mean, this has been an, an ongoing, long problem, and um, there has been nothing done. Yeah, really. it's all great things on paper, but yeah, and it's um, it's it's something that you know we we know is there. You know, there. In terms of disabled people, in terms of medical needs, you know, we know the people are there, but our housing system, you know, are, are, and it is back to government. You know, it is back to local authorities um, that they are responsible for providing, you know, what is the right to housing for what is accessible housing um, you know, accessible housing. And that's not just, and I know the Irish Wheelchair Association pointed it out, it's not just 
that it's accessible as in you can get a wheelchair in the door, but the entire home needs to be accessible and appropriate and adapted. Um, and the fact that local authorities haven't built these homes that were reliant on the private market, on the rental sector for, you know, the housing assistance payment, we haven't really considered disability and housing properly, which really leads us in this situation. Yep, absolutely. And another thing that I think is really um, not really paid much attention to, location can be absolutely everything to some people with, again, medical or disability needs. Um, And that definitely isn't taken into any consideration. Again, any kind of medical support that people are getting or network support or a sense of community and involvement in community, which can be one day a week outing can be everything to somebody. Do you know what I mean? And to take someone away from their community. And for me in particular, I, I lost my services and I lost what connection I had to my community. Do you know that way? And again, I was not being offered any sort of emergency housing local to my support network or medical support. Do you know that way? Um, and I think location is absolutely everything for some people with, with those particular needs, you know? Yeah, no, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And it is something that gets portrayed in the media, you know, and, and, that, and, and not just in the media, but, you know, certain people use this as, as an excuse and say, oh, you know, again, someone was offered a place and they turned it down. And you're like, well, why did they? And again, location, as you say, is a major reason. If you're offered somewhere that is, on the other side of a city or even like, you know, you, you tell me like five kilometers away from where your services and supports are. Well, it's just not possible to take that. And that shouldn't be, you shouldn't then be excluded just because you say, well, that's actually not appropriate. You know, you need, Absolutely. it is right to have and demand that actually it is somewhere that is close to my networks and supports and why that's so important. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's also being suggested to me along the way, like, you know, sure, you can you can link in with the whatever location I get to go to with their community services and stuff. But then that's completely taken away my choice, my ability to have that choice to decide who I go to, the trust that I may have built up or the comfortable you know, the idea of being comfortable going to somebody that I've been going to who knows me and stuff, you know, it's just, it takes away all my choice of, of, you know, the equal choice, I suppose, to be able to go to who I want to for treatment or support. Um, And it's just, it's not acceptable this day and age, you know, to be, for someone else to choose for you, you know, it's, it's taken away my dignity as well, you know, so it's just. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It, it is. It's, it's, it's all those those things which, again, like you know, the, as you say before, you're you know you're you're not treated as a person. You're treated as a number. That, you know, that they, they don't think about. Oh well, as you say, you know, I know my OT, or you know, I know, and and what that you know, the, as you say, the dignity of of having somebody who knows you, or then having to go to somebody else and explain again and you know, build a relationship and trust and all those things that they matter. And and, and I'm sure, you know, and I know they, they really matter and that support really matters. So I think you're, you're really important. It's is really important to highlight um, th- those issues. The, what do you think, 
how do you see yourself going forward now? Um, to be honest, I, I don't see myself being housed in the long term for quite a number of years yet. Um, but I definitely hope there, there might be an opportunity to be emergency housed in a, in a more appropriate setting than what I have been having to do for the last couple of months since July, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because as you say, you have basically been homeless since then. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And what has it been like for you being homeless? Have you thought about that? Well, yeah, I have. I definitely have. It's 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 interrupted kind of everything, and you know, I I can't really um when you don't have a foundation and you don't have a starting point. Do you know that way? No, kind of base baseline like you know your own base you can't really grow you can't really you know everything kind of is reliant upon my environment and circumstance and other people's goodwill and stuff like that I don't really have the ability to have a real choice at the moment you know um of you know my space my time um you know, everything I do kind of has to evolve around when I'm able to because it's suitable for another person. Do you know that way? I can't yeah. really, it's, it, you know, and just my health in general right now as well is, you know, I could have prevented an awful lot that's happening right now to me um, by not being homeless and without proper services and stuff at the moment. Um, so your health is your wealth, you know? And yeah. so, you know, having now to be reliant upon treatment and stuff like that, you know, and uh, my recovery time for certain things now is going to be a couple of months. And, you know, that's all down to being homeless and, and you know, not being able to kind of have an equal opportunity to find housing like other people, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, again, you know, and your your situation is not unique. There are others, you know, who are in that situation yeah. as well. And I'm really struck by because because you're not in emergency accommodation, you're actually not counted as homeless either. Yeah. You're a part of what's called the hidden homeless that we've no idea how yeah. many people are like you out there sleeping in cars staying with friends temporarily staying with family temporarily yeah and also i'm not counted as part of the community either because i'm not able to access community services that's what i found as well like you know yeah. i'm you know it's, and there's many other people like you say so so many people yeah yeah well kira listen is uh, you know thanks so much again for um coming on and telling your story i know Others will will get strength from it, um, and hopefully, listeners as well will be motivated again to contact um, the minister for housing, which we they did the last time as well, and highlight this case um, of Kira, but also others the need for housing that is accessible, that is adapted um, for disabled people, for people with medical needs, and that it's not just a case of, as you say you know, take this, that actually it's taken into account location, supports, 
um, all those aspects which make up what is actually the right to housing. So listen, thanks again for 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 talking, and hopefully, um, hopefully it will get sorted soon at some level. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, not at all, not at all, Kira. Thanks so much, and um, again, uh, yeah, I, it's it's so difficult these situations. They they really are. We were talking to David as well. Um, you know, just a few days ago, facing eviction. Um, the really the how the, it's the human side, the human cost of the housing crisis, the social cost. Uh, we need to talk about this. This is not acceptable. This is not right. Um, in in this day and age, in this country, in such a wealthy society, um, it's just wrong, and no one should be tolerating this. People should have a home, and particularly our most vulnerable, our most marginalised, should absolutely have a home. Um, and we should be moving everything to make sure that happens and that should be a priority Um, so I hope that that is what happens soon thanks for listening everyone and we'll talk to you soon